is Radio Sega, and you are now listening to The Sega Lounge. Join the conversation in the IRC chat room by going to radiose.ga slash IRC and on Twitter by mentioning at Radio Sega or using the hashtag the Sega Lounge. And hello everyone and welcome to uh, this week's edition of the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. I'm your host Andy and uh, I'm your only host uh, for tonight's show. Maybe because uh, our lovable KC uh, is not with us. Uh, well, as you know, because I'm the only one talking about here. <laughs> but yes, KC's busy for, uh, for this week so uh, he is unable to do... Uh, tonight's episode of the Sega Lounge, so I thought, you know, I'll I'll come in and help out, and I'll uh, take over the Sega Lounge uh, for this week only. It's only going to be me on my own for this week, uh, but yeah. So, whilst Casey's out doing doing things uh, during this week, I've you know I said I'll I'll help out uh, with this week's interview, which I'm I'm very thrilled because we have got a very awesome chap from Hardlight Studios that I'm going to be. Uh, interviewing today the uh, we got the one and only james booth who is the assistant producer at uh, sega hardlight studios so he's going to be coming on uh, for tonight to talk a little bit about more about himself so you can you know get to know him a little bit more and uh, we'll be also talking to him about sonic dash yes the the the, the awesome sonic mobile game where you just constantly you know it's a non-stop running game in, ca- in case you don't know what it is and it's very awesome and it's got over 100 million downloads and also has now done a crossover with angry birds so yes we'll be talking to him a little bit more about um about that about how is it how does it feel to have uh, sonic dash go over 100 million download downloads and how did angry birds and sonic come uh, together pretty much so he, he's got all the answers you're just gonna have to uh, keep listening in to find out uh, all those awesome stuff all those awesome things yes so and oddly enough we are rec- I'm actually recording this we are recording this on the 23rd of June 2015 so we're recording this on Sonic's birthday so yes happy birthday to the blue Blur for celebrating 24 years of awesomeness and I should know about uh Sonic's birthday very well because um, I was born in 1991. I was born two weeks before Sonic the Hedgehog was made. So uh, yes, uh, when I try to forget my birthday, it, all of a sudden when it go, everyone goes like, "Oh, it's Sonic's anniversary!" I'm like, "No, I've just realised that I'm old. I'm the same age. That's that's depressing." <laughs> so yes, so. Hey, but yes, it is Sonic's uh, 24th anniversary. So, in case anyone's wondering, thinking, "What? Well, why hasn't Radio Sega done anything for Sonic on his birthday?" You know, well, hey, te- it technically counts. Technically counts, even though this was getting. You know, you're listening to this right now on the 25th of June, but th- this was recorded on the 23rd of June, and we're talking about Sonic, so therefore it counts. We were doing something Sonic-related, so it's all good. <laughs> So yes, anyway, as I say, uh, you're tuning into the Sega Lounge with me, Andy, on Radio Sega. I have no Donny, 
because this is pretty early in the afternoon uh, in the UK, so he's probably still asleep in, in America. It's still it's still early morning, so he's probably uh, dreaming about um, about loads of things. Probably mainly about Sonic Spinball, but you know, <laughs> that's probably I bet I bet that's what Dolly's dreams are all the time. I think Dolly just dreams about Sonic Spinball all the time. Yes. So um, before we get on with um, with the interview, we're going to have a quick. Uh, discussion on the news we've got some good news coming in well as we know Shenmue 3 is uh, officially happening and you know it's it's got through Kickstarter it's gone over its goal main goal for Kickstarter and it's broken world records I mean how awesome is that that's amazing so I've I've pledged my money I'm hope I've put in about $29 so I'll hopefully be getting the uh, PS4 digital version of the game so I'm looking forward to that see I, I had a funny feeling that you know the time was cut the time was right and it was bound to happen at some point you know I think after last year I think when PlayStation Sony said you know give us some ideas of what you would like to see on our on PlayStation I think quite a lot of people asked for Shenmue 3 and there you go sure enough it's it's gonna happen it's gonna happen so uh, looking forward to that you know can't wait it's been 14 years 14 years since Shenmue 2 was released so that's just crazy absolutely crazy so diehard Shenmue fans are going to be very very excited and also diehard Sega fans are going to be very excited as well for uh, the release of Shenmue 3 because it just we get to find out now what happens what happens at the end you know the ending of the trilogy so very looking forward to that coming out which will be probably a couple of years time I think it's a 2017. I might have to double check, but I think it's a 2017. So yes, we got Shenmue 3. We've also got the worldwide release of Sonic Runners, finally. Oddly enough, today, or Thursday, you know, 25th. So if you're you're listening to this right now on the Radio Sega Airwaves, you better download Sonic Runners because it's out now. It's out. So get it. Get it, get it, get it. It's apparently a lot of fun. I, I've seen um, a couple of friends play it because they found a way to, to play it uh, on their phones. I think it's via the Android. I think there's some way you can uh, get like a patch to get the uh, Canadian version of it. So, uh, but yeah, no, it looks really fun. And now it's going to be set for a worldwide re- uh, worldwide release. So uh, if, if you're interested in Sonic Runners, definitely get that. Definitely get that indeed. I think you will love it. Because it's really good. I think it's really good. Um, we've got Gunstar Heroes uh, making a 3D release uh, on the 3DS. There's some footage, there's some video. If you, I think if you go onto YouTube, you'll find uh, a trailer for 3D Gunstar Heroes. So all the Sega classics are slowly but surely coming onto the 3DS. So that's another great Sega title we're going to be coming out uh, for the awesome handheld so make sure to uh, well make sure to get that I need to get that I, I am very behind on downloading all the Sega classics on my 3DS I, I need to do that at some point I need to get more yes I, I, I really do I really do because Sega classics are the best retro games I, I just want to say right now Sega games classic Sega games are best games indeed they are too right too right and uh, what we got we got Yakuza 5 is heading to the west this fall yes so later on this year we're going to be having yakuza 
So if you are a die-hard Yakuza fan, you will probably be getting very excited uh, by this news. Very excited indeed. Um, so yes, so that's looking at uh, all the other websites. I'm looking at all the Sega websites just to see. And I can't see any more news bits. I think that's all the main news. So there you go. Let's say we got Shenmue 3. We've got 3D Gunstar Heroes and uh, Sonic Runners coming out very soon and Yakuza 5 coming out later on this year as well. So it's uh, it's going to be a very exciting um, exciting time for uh, for Sega. Sega stuff. As I say, with uh, Sonic Runners and Yakuza 5 coming out. So it's going to be going to be very very awesome. I think on that note now, I think it's time to play some music. Uh, so I'm going to play you, you know, just because we're going to be talking to uh, James from Hardlight uh, about Sonic Dash. I think it it, it 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 fits it in a way. It fits that we should play some uh, Sonic Dash music. So I'm going to play you the, the main menu theme from Sonic Dash, and then we're going to go straight on to the level music, the Seaside Hill remix. So, yes, yes, we're going to go play those two tracks, and then after that, we will uh, get get straight on with the interview with James Booth from Hard Light Studios. So guys, um, enjoy these two tracks. As I say, this is the main menu theme for Sonic Dash. Then we're going to have the Seaside Hill remix of the level music from Sonic Dash as well. And then we'll go straight on to the interview. So keep it here because you're listening to The Sega Lounge on Radio Sega.
And hello there everyone and welcome back to the Sega Lounge. Right now it is time for our main interview. So uh, who are our lovely uh, guests for this week? Well, uh, starting off we're gonna, we are joined with uh, the very awesome uh, Frank from Sega of America, uh, Sega of Europe I should say. <laughs> yes, hello. Hello. And uh, also joining us uh, from Hardlight we have James. Hello James. Hello Andrew. Ah, how are you two doing today? All good? We're good. I've just had my sandwiches. So Lovely. Hopefully I've got enough energy to get through this interview. Yes, as I said, the, the, hopefully the sandwiches have given you, like I said, enough energy to do this. I'm, I'm sure they would. Well, corned beef and cheese, bit of a weird combination, but... Uh, oh, just, uh, well, that'll give you plenty of energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, Sid is about is we we have you two here. Thank you so much for coming on to the Sega Lounge as well. It's a great uh, pleasure to have you on uh, to talk about, um, of course. Just to let you know, I, it's James doing the uh, interview. I'm I'm just here because of the PR, but uh, he's the one interviewed, so you probably don't need to uh, mention me too much. Okay, oh, not not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. So, uh, <laughs> uh, otherwise, it will be weird because I won't get a, give any answers. So that will be strange that I'm here and I'm doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 no problem at all. No problem at all, Frank. So, um, if you have like, it means I've said something wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Well, as I say, James, thank you so much for coming on uh, to talk about um, a little bit about Hardlight and also Sonic Dash. So I want to ask you the first question, um, just mainly get to know you a little bit more. Um, when did you first start getting into playing um, video games in general? Wow. Um, I'd probably say I was about four years old, maybe. Um, but the first, the first console computer I ever played was a Commodore 64. Oh, wow. So it showed my age a little bit. Um, and I always remember, because obviously games back back then took 10, 15 minutes to load. And I always remember um, when I was at nursery, I think, my mother, she would literally boot up the Commodore 64, put a game in, press play, come pick me up, take me home. And then obviously by the time I come back for, for lunch, Commodore 64, the game had loaded, and I get, get get a bit of gameplay in my lunch break, and then go back to go back to school or nursery. Oh, that's brilliant! So it's just like you're just do, doing other things whilst waiting for your Commodore 64 to load up. That that wow, 10, 15 minutes. Well, it depends on the game, but yes, yeah, some of them were obviously if there's two cassettes. Sometimes you had to load in between levels. Ah. Oh. What, what, what was what was your most like fond game on the Commodore 64? I'm, I'm quite intrigued. Okay, well, there's a few actually. Um, the first one I remember is a game called Super Robin Hood, and but that's the game that I always remember my mom booting up in the, the lunch breaks because the whole aim of the game was sort of a platformer, and you had to find Maid Marian, but we could never find Maid, Maid Marian. <laughs> Tried for months, could never True. find Maid Marian. Did, so, uh, I don't know if that game was broken or whether she didn't exist, whether she died, I don't know, but yeah, never completed that game. I might never actually com- search for it on YouTube afterwards to see if there's like a let's play, actually watch someone complete the game. And then you could, if you happen to randomly find your Commodore 64 again, might give it might give it another bash in a way. 
Um, yeah, one of the memories of Commodore 64 was uh, multiplayer games. Um, I remember Gauntlet. Uh, again, with my mother, I remember playing it with, with my mom. Mm. Uh, I, I just remember us, you know, just smashing all the levels, doing really well. And I, I came to play it again recently on, on Xbox 360 when it got released oh, on wow. the live arcade. And yeah, it was such a hard game. I actually can't, you know, even fathom how my mom actually did as well as what she, she did. Wow, I'll say if uh, it gave you um, very fond memories, did it, when you played it again on the Xbox? Um, not, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it was better when I played it when I was younger. So yeah, I don't know if the nostalgia necessarily worked well in the newer version. It's still, still a fun multiplayer game. Yeah, oh, that, that's the main thing. So, so you say that your mum did uh, really well at the game as well. Was she a very keen gamer? Um, when when you were growing up, um, no, she she would tend to play it. I think if if you know I wanted to play it or my brother, I think. I mean, to be honest, all this kind of came from my brother because he he was like well about fifteen years older than me, I think. Um, and by the time I was you know about four or five, he was actually in the navy. Mm. So most of the time, the Commodore sixty four, um, Atari ST, Mega Drive, that was all his. And you know, sometimes he'd leave them back, and I'd end up playing them, which he wasn't that keen on, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think that's how it sort of came from. You know, definitely a, a family interest in video games. Okay, oh, awesome, awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you: Was there any um, Sega consoles that you uh, owned growing up? And um, if so, what, what would awesome. be your your favourite console and game? Oh, and game. Um, yeah, I don't think you're allowed to work for Sega if you've never owned a Sega console before. <laughs> Let's think. Um, so, the Mega Drive was the first Sega console that I owned. Hmm. Um, I also owned the Mega CD and the 32X. Oh, um, man. Which I'm, I'm, which I'm actually proud to say about the 32X, because virtual racing on there was absolutely amazing. Oh, I bet. I've, I always played Virtual Racing on the Mega Drive, and everyone's saying that the 32X version was, like, the one to play, and I'm like, I, I could never get a 32X because they're so expensive on eBay. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's not that many games for it, but, yeah, it's definitely one of the better games on there, I think. Um, I mean, also Dreamcast. I mean, you know, a lot of us would say, you know, we look fondly on the, the Dreamcast. Favourite Sega game? I don't know. Um, Crazy Taxi would definitely be one. Mm. Uh, the original on the Dreamcast and obviously the arcade. Um, if we're going further back than that, uh, as Frank would, would say, I, I always talk about Outrun a lot. And Space Harrier. Space Harrier, that, that's a really good game. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Got a 3DS now, and obviously they released all the Sega 3D classics. So I'm working my way through those at the moment as well. Did, did you immediately get 3D Space Harrier as soon as it was released? I take oh, yeah. it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, to be honest, I got all of them as soon as they were released. But yeah, 3D Space Harrier, man, is incredible on that. Awesome, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Did you? Um, I'm, I'm quite curious. Did you have like Knuckles Chaotix as well for the 32X? No. No. I, I wish I did because obviously it's worth a lot of money now. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I'd say I only had probably three or four games for my 32X. I remember Virtual Racing, I had Space Harrier, um, I think I had Doom for it as well. Oh, Doom. 
Um, I had uh, one of the wrestling games as well, because I'm a huge wrestling wrestling fan, and I did like WWF Raw at the time. It was like a 32x update with like an extra character. Oh wow! But I think that's that's about it. Ah, I didn't know there was a wrestling game on the on the 32x. That that's um, very very interesting. I don't know how how it would have looked like on the on the 32x. No, it just it just looked the same as the Mega Drive ones, but I think it just had an extra character. I think that's about it. Ah, and it sounded a little bit better. Of course, as I say, with the 32X, it tries to improve a lot of things, which is... improve the quality, which is good. Um, so, getting to know you a little bit more now, James, um, as I say, you, you work for Hardlight, so you, as I say, of course, in the gaming industry. So, how, how did you um, get your foot in the door to work in the video games industry? industry? Okay. Well, I've, I've always obviously grown up playing games, you know, it's always it's something you kind of aspire to do. Um, but at the time when, you know, this was like 1999, something like that, when I was getting ready to, you know, look into college and then university, at the time, there wasn't a hell of a lot of games courses out there. Mm. And, you know, you know, looking on the internet, it wasn't really clear how you could actually get a job in the games industry. Um, so for a while, I actually did film and TV, TV work. And I did that for about five or six years, which you know was great fun. But I was always more passionate about games. Hmm. And I think it was probably about 2007. Um, one of my friends, um, I guess he saw online, he goes, "Oh, there's a, a job going as a QA tester at Sega Racing Studio in in Sully Hall." And I was like, "Oh wow, okay, you know, obviously that sounds like a great job." So uh, yeah, so I applied and managed to get an interview. Brilliant. And now here you are. Yeah, obviously the interview went well. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome stuff, awesome. So, um, let's just say, when... I take it when you say when you you first um, came into working in the gaming industry. So, um, what what was the first game that you worked on? Did you do any, like, say, um, specific projects uh, before uh, in order to get your foot in the door? Or, uh, say, what what first game did you um, make... Uh, yourself or with a team? Um, well, back back in the day, obviously, when I was looking at it, um, you know, college, university, I used to do a lot of modding on my PC. Um, so we just start like, make our own Duke Nukem 3D levels, and we did a mod for Grand Theft Auto as well. Um, so that was really sort of my experience with you know playing around with games and trying to make my own levels. Um, but the first game I actually worked on professionally was Sega Rally. Uh, the Sega Racing Studio. Really? Yeah, which is obviously a great, great first title to work on. Uh, you know, in the credits, I think I'm you know a few names away from uh, Tetsuo Mizuguchi. Wow, that that's amazing. So that, that that was the first like game that you professionally uh, professionally made was uh, a Sega game, and it was Sega Rally for the Sega it's Rally good. series. Yeah, so it was yeah it was on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. Hmm. Yeah, I, I remember that game well. I really do. It's very fun and entertaining. I remember playing like hours of it. It's very good, very good Sega Rally game. How, how was how was um, making Sega Rally? Was it um, very enjoyable, but uh, like tricky at the same time? Or well, I I, I did uh, three months there because it was like a short term contract. You know, just at the end of the you know the end end of the. The beta period, I think it was. 
Um, so obviously getting the game ready for final release. Um, but yeah, you know, it was just incredible. It was just you know, as soon as I you know finished the three months, I was like, yeah, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to work in the, the games industry. Um, but yeah, it was a hell of a lot of fun to work on, and you know, speaking to other people in the industry, I definitely had you know a great first title to work on. I think a lot of people tend to work on projects that's you know full of problems or, or never even get released. Hmm. But yeah, no, as I say, um, it's it's good. I, say, I didn't know that you that you worked for Sega uh, on Sega Rally, so that was that's very interesting. As you say, like you, you enjoyed it, so and that's that's really good. I so now now I really want to play Sega Rally again. Now <laughs> <laughs> I might have to go get it again and then get it and then look at the credits and go, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in there. Awesome stuff. Awesome. So um, as I say, you um started. Uh, working for Sega, uh, but then you got working for, of course, Hardlight. Um, what's it like uh, been working for Hardlight? Oh, it's brilliant. You know, I mean, there's I think about eight years have passed since the Sega Racing Studio, so you know, I've ended up working at other places, and that sort of allowed me to sort of progress a bit more, a bit more from a QA tester to games design, and now to production. What I'm doing here. Um, but no, it's just a you know great fun place to work, and you know in the space of the two and a half years I've been here, we've grown from I think about twenty one people to like over fifty now. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're definitely moving along the, the right lines. Yeah. So it's it's ex- expanded over the years. Um, well, what what's it been like having uh, just uh, just a random quick question um, to go from like different job positions over the years and say you were a QA tester now you're a, a, a producer well what was it like um, going through the over the years going through uh, different jobs um, well, one of the best things about the games industry is you, you're always learning um, you know a lot of people obviously ask you know, how did you get into the games industry or you know what's a good starting point and I think you know working as a QA tester is definitely you know the best way to come in because you see everyone else you know doing their work and you learn so much just by watching other people um, you know and every project you work on whether it's a success or a failure you obviously learn something um, and learn how to do things better each time round. so yeah so obviously the more experience you get you know hopefully the more streamlined you can make things and hopefully the, the better the games you can make Mm. That's good. So it's like, so a little bit of um, like a tip for people in a way from you is if, if people really want to get their foot in the door in the gaming industry, it's like pretty much start as like say a QA tester, and then if you continue enjoying doing what you're doing in the games industry, you could like get different specific jobs in um, that in the companies or different companies. Just depends really. Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think, I'll be honest, Joe, if you can work as a QA tester, it's always good to work in an actual studio. Um, you know, there's, there's some great, you know, external testing companies out there, but they don't really interact that much with the actual game developers. Right. I don't think you learn as much doing it that way. I mean, I can't say because I've never done that, but, you know, I've been fortunate enough in all the testing jobs I've done to work in, in a studio. So if there's a problem, I can actually go and speak to the programmer about it or the artist, and they can sort of fill me in on what the problem is and why it's gone wrong and what to look for. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's I say awesome, awesome stuff. Um, 
Right, I think that's um, end of the first half of the uh, interview. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be playing uh, a couple of tracks um, that, as I say, you, James, um, these, these songs that you requested uh, for yourself, James, for the show. Okay. So we're going to play, because uh, we already played one of the songs, we're going to play, of course, Sonic 2 Hilltop Zone as our first track. Well, why, why did you pick um, Sonic 2 uh, Hilltop Zone? Uh, well, I've- well, with the Mega Drive, I got it, I think, when Sonic 2 just came out. Um, and Sonic 2, to be honest, all the music in that game is awesome. And I was going to pick Chemical Plant Zone, but I think a lot of people would pick that. And I don't know why, just Hilltop Zone. I just, just really like that song. It really fits that zone. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, like, you know, Hilltop Zone, it, it needs some love, that song. Because, as you say, Chemical Plant gets, like, it's like a classic, in a way. So it's it. It's nice that I mean, to be honest, I, I like your top zone. I think it's a very like catchy tune. So yeah. nice to see it get, getting some love. So yeah, um, we're gonna do. I'm gonna play uh, you guys some uh, sort of hill top zone, and uh, we might also play uh, some Super Hang On uh, Hard Road. And uh, I guess you uh, enjoy playing the Super Hang On games as uh, as well, James. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember playing them back in the day. I can't remember what I must have played it on first, whether it might have been Commodore 64. I, I can't remember now. Uh, but yeah, but I haven't played the 3D version on the 3DS. It just rekindled my love for it, and, and particularly for that track. Awesome, awesome stuff. So yes, yeah, so that, that's the next tracks we're going to be playing for you. Uh, we're going to be playing uh, Sonic 2 Hilltop Zone, and then the Super Hang On, The Hard Road. So uh, after this music batch, we're going to be talking uh, about J- uh, to James about, of course, Sonic Dash. So uh, stay tuned for that. But enjoy these tracks, guys, and we'll speak to you in a little bit. You're tuning in to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Sega Lounge, which is uh, on Radio Sega, of course. What we just had, we had uh, music from Sonic the Hedgehog 2, that was Hilltop Zone. And then from Super Hang On, we had The Hard Road. Very awesome tracks indeed. So now we're coming up to uh, the second part of the interview. And uh, this is, um, James, I wanted to mainly talk to you about um, Sonic Dash, of course. It's, this is the, ma- the main uh, part for the interview and of course to say this is recorded actually uh, oddly enough on Sonic's birthday it's the 23rd yeah. of June hey. happy 24th anniversary to the Blue Blur so um, James I wanted to ask you how, how was Sonic Dash planned how, how did it come about in a way um, right well I'll, I'll try and answer that question to the best of my ability because I wasn't actually here um, when they sort of pitched for Sonic Dash oh ok yeah, so well, I I joined December of 2012. Yeah, right. Um, so when I joined, Sonic Dash had already been in development for about five months. Um, but from how I understand it, um, obviously we had Sonic Jump on the go, um, and the studio was expanding, and we just started pitching different ideas. And you know, to be honest, Sonic Dash just made perfect sense. Mm. Well, of course, as I say, it's uh, Sonic running fast, so having him running really fast in a, in a dash-type game, in a non, like, non-stop running game, that totally makes sense, of course. Yeah, and that genre alone is, you know, is infinitely possible, um, infinitely possible and popular on mobile, so yeah, it just made perfect sense. No, mm. oh, I say, I've, I've got Sonic Dash on my, on my mobile, so I know it's like every time when I just get the urge to play it I just turn it on and it just it, it it's always fun to play it really is it's such an enjoyable game and I, ne- I never get bored of it and just having like the the extra add-ons on it as well every every time it's uh, makes it a lot more fresh I feel it's oh, good to hear so um when you first started coming when you first worked for Hardlight, I guess you went straight into uh helping out uh, creating for Sonic Dash. So, for you, how was it? How did it feel like when you um, started building it from when you started, when you came to Hard Life, uh, to when it finally finished? Um, so, like I said, I joined December 2012, um, and I think it was almost ready, sort of, you know, alpha then, so most of the content was already in the game, um, and obviously it was released in March. So it was literally four months of development that I was sort of a part of. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy just to see some of the things we either had planned at the time that didn't make it in, that, you know, are now finding their way in over the years. Mm. Um, but yeah, but I say it's, it's definitely come to, to plan, and I think, you know, it's certainly done better than any, any of our expectations, really. Oh, of course, of course. I mean, it's like, so. it's been out two and a half years, and we're here still talking about it. I know. It's uh, yeah. Is it really two and a half years since it was yeah. released? Wow. Just, just just under two and a half. Yeah. Where, where's the time gone? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! So t- time flies when you're having fun and playing Dash. <laughs> Yes, I think I've worked on probably about ten games now, and Sight Dash is the longest one I've worked on. Wow! Wow, that is that's amazing. Um, that's one thing I wanted to ask you as well. So, going back two and a half years ago, when it first got released, um, 
what was your feed? What what feedback were you thinking of getting from people who were going to download the game? Are you know like Sonic fans and also um, other gamers and people that prefer playing like tablet and smartphone games? What did you feel that you were going to get feedback wise? Um, well, I don't think we had any expectations to begin with. Um, I mean, one of the best things about mobile is you know we can see how people are actually playing the game. So we can find out whether it's you know too easy or too hard, um, and you know that direct you know level of contact really allows us to obviously fine tune the game over time. And you know in those two years, um, we've really made the game you know a lot better and a lot more fun and more accessible. Mm. Um, yeah, as I say, I mean you obviously knew obviously all the Sega fans would would download it to begin with, and so yes, yeah, so I just. I just hope you know we continue to keep the updates up and and keep the content coming. Yeah, well, as I say, from from me personally as a Sega fan, I would have to say that I I still enjoy playing Dash to this day, and I it's it's always fun um, when you have like you know your friends on your leaderboard uh, on a leaderboard when you're trying to beat their scores because I remember there was one time when it first came out. Uh, friends friends that I know were pretty much trying to one-up each other with the high scores and it was like every time where you just immediately like put it on Facebook saying I've got this many scores try and beat me and I'm like finally I'm number one and then five seconds later it's like uh, nope from one of the other friends who's just one-upped you like I say five seconds later Oh, so we're like that in the studio as well. And uh, last last month, one of the designers got a bit of a stick because uh, his score isn't very good. So I think the, the boss uh, kind of called him out on an email about it. Oh dear! So there's always a bit of friendly competition uh, going around in hard like when you uh, play Dash or other other of your games as well. Oh, definitely. And you know, whenever we do any of the sort of you know the global challenges or any of the special events like the like the Angry Birds one we're doing there, it's always a race to see who can collect the tokens the first. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Funny that you should say that about um, Angry Birds, because uh, that's one of the questions that I'll be asking you in just a little bit. But before that, I wanted to ask you, so of, of course, as you know, Sonic Dash reached 100 million downloads, which is Woo! absolutely amazing and fantastic. So what was your reaction, James, uh, when you found out that Sonic Dash reached like 100 million downloads? I'm guessing you were like over the moon with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a crazy figure. I mean, you know, like all of us kind of come from console backgrounds so you know we're used to seeing oh a million sales two million sales it's all good but yeah 100 million people have played this game all well over 100 million now well yeah now it's because when, yeah. when, when, when was that um, news release when it said Sonic Dash reached 100 million that was like a like three weeks ago three weeks ago yeah and it's it's still getting downloaded like it's still going is that like, pretty soon you'll get to like say 200 million probably sometime soon oh yeah well you know i'm sure there'll be a special announcement for then if, if we did hit 200 million but yeah but it's just crazy how consistent it is as well like in my head i would have thought oh everyone's already downloaded the game by now but i, I guess it shows the power of mobile it shows how many people are buying new mobile phones each day Mm. Yeah, oh yes. I mean, as I say, smartphones are now becoming the, the norm in a way, and it's it, it's just great. I think it's just great that people are actually uh, downloading your game and are enjoying it. Because I'm guessing, as I say, the feedback you're getting from uh, people that are playing your game, um, pl- 
playing Dash are, are pretty good. Pretty good feedback. Yeah, mo- mostly. I mean, you can never please everyone, of course. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's always positive and, you know, we're pretty active on social media as well. So if anyone gets in touch, you know, we we try and respond and, you know, if they do have any issues, we try and resolve them. But yeah, generally it's it's quite positive. That's good. That's good. Um, So now the next question I wanted to ask you. So uh, recently we we found out that uh, you guys have teamed up with the people that made Angry Birds to give us now Angry Birds Sonic Dash Epic. That <laughs> uh, uh, well, I, honestly, when I first saw the news, I honestly thought someone was just playing a trick on us. I was like, "No, really, this this can't be, this can't be right." And then finding out it was genuine, like, "Oh, that's uh, very, very interesting." So, how how did that come about? Teaming up with the people that made Angry Birds to to make this um, to make Angry Birds Sonic Dash Epic. Um, I'm trying to think when it first came out. It was probably earlier this year. Um, we just heard about this tremendous opportunity, you know, working with Rovio and Angry Birds, and we just leapt all over that. It just, you know, sounded like, you know, something we definitely wanted to be a part of. I mean, they are obviously, you know, favouring mobile development uh, at the moment with Hardlight, and, you know, who better to partner with than, you know, Angry Birds that is synonymous with mobile. Mm. Oh yeah, totally. So yeah, it's, it's, I say, well, what's it, what's it been like working with them? Um, anyway, have they, have they been really good? Have you guys been like connected really well with with the two companies? Truth, truthfully, it's it's been a hell of a lot of fun. They've, they've been so easy to work with, and I'm not just saying that because you know whether they listen to this interview or not, but they've been just so easy to work with. Um, I mean, that's always the difficult thing when you're merging two brands together. You know, you. Expect a little bit of oh you can't do this you can't do that but no they've been you know very helpful and you know, you know we've got this event done super quick and that's a testament to you know their sort of ethics I guess that's brilliant that's fantastic so as I say um, to everyone listening in if you haven't managed to get uh, to play Angry Birds Sonic Dash Epic um, you should give it a go and see what it's like I, I might have to actually give it a go after this interview's done because I haven't yet because I've been too busy but I will definitely have to give that a uh, give that a try and see uh, see how it goes I'm sure it's going to be well epic anyway so <laughs> I should mention it's a limited time event as well so yeah so if, if you haven't already downloaded it make sure you download it now where, where, when is the uh, the deadline uh, let me just check my calendar um, I believe it's the 9th of July 9th of July so if you don't own the characters by the 9th of July, that's it, they're going away. They're going to fly oh, away. Oh dear. So it's uh, two weeks away. So you've, 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 you hear that first. You've got two weeks to go now until uh, they, they disappear into the ether. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'd say I definitely would now have to uh, grab that after this is done. After this interview's <laughs> all done. <laughs> so, um... Well, one thing I want to ask you as well, because we know so you've got over 100 million downloads, you're teaming up with the guys with Angry Birds, so all things is going fantastically well with Dash. Um, one question I want to ask, will there be other like big major updates for Dash um, coming soon in the near future, if, if, you can te- if you're allowed to tell us? Yes, we've definitely got more updates planned. Um, it, I suppose I could give you a little sneak peek of what we're going to hopefully release in a few weeks' time, if you're interested. Oh, I'm very, very interested indeed. I'm sure everyone else would be as well. 
Um, so yeah, so we do have a few big updates planned for Dash, and I think the next one that we're going to try and do, um, just add a bit more variety to it, is we're going to have a nice, because uh, at the moment you're running and it's always daytime. Mm. So it's, you know, it's gorgeous, you know, you've got the Sega blue skies, it's great, but you know, what we're going to add is obviously the ability to the further you run is going to then change to a nice sunset and then nighttime and then sunrise and then you know back to daytime so yeah so just add a nice bit of variety to it that that would be that would be really good to, to see because yeah. it's like you say if you're constantly running it's like continuously daytime but to have it like change the transition from day to night and then back to day that 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 would be I, I I would love to love to see that for the game. Um, well, one one personal question I want to say because if if you're going from daytime to nighttime, um, would you consider putting um, when you play as Sonic when it goes to nighttime for him to transfer into the Werehog? <laughs> that's just a that's just a personal question. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, fortunately, not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so, so there you are, everyone. If, if if you were thinking that oh, Sonic will turn into the Werehog at night, no, no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, another question I want to ask is, um, I say Sonic Dash is a game for the smartphones and for tablets as well. But um, it's come to my attention that it's now uh, an official arcade game. Oh yeah, in, entitled Sonic Dash Extreme. Extreme, very, very extreme. Um, so, how did that idea come into the making? About you know, saying that you you know you've made like, a smartphone, uh, tablet, iOS, Android game. Um, what? How? Who had the idea of saying now let's make it into an arcade? Um, well, the the chaps at Sega Amusements, and we've sort of had a close relationship with them over the years. You know, dating back to the racing studio. Um, so the first game I worked on was Sega Rally, and then following that, it was Sega Rally 3, which was an arcade game. Um, and that was done with the cooperation of Sega Amusements. So, you know, we, we always keep them close by, and I think the conversation was just brought up, you know, wanted to try something new for, for the arcades, and, you know, Sonic Dash made a perfect fit. Brilliant, brilliant. Have you, have you played um, arcade versions of Sonic Dash yourself? Not yet. We're, we're hoping, we're hoping we can get one for the studio. Oh, that'll be good. That, that'll be fun to have. Um, I, I say, because a, a friend of mine actually uh, made a video because he was um, going to uh, Butlins in, um, I think there was the Butlins Resort in Somerset. And whilst he was there for the weekend, he actually saw um, the arcade cabinet of Sonic Dash uh, Extreme. Yeah. And uh, he gave it a go. Uh, he only lasted like 20 seconds <laughs> he, he, he got through to the whole running stage fine and then it was the because what you have to do because we've changed the boss uh, haven't they yes yes because in, in, in the smartphone version you have to just tap the butt, tap the phone or tablet to hit Eggman whilst here you have to try and get both targets to yeah. connect to the middle in order to hit Eggman and if you don't then you just like use your homing attack and just use your homing attack into the sky pretty much how did that idea come I'm quite curious how did that idea come about to say let's try and make um, the, the boss very challenging what for, for the arcade version for, for the arcade version yeah um, I, I don't know to be honest because we, we didn't do any of the development for the arcade version oh right so it, it, it was mainly Sega Amusements that, that did that yeah so something they decided I guess 
Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I shall warn you, it, 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 it's pretty tricky. <laughs> I, I've seen that video you were on about because, you know, I mean, obviously we knew about the game, but that was the first time that we saw it out in the wild. I know, I, 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 I was pretty surprised of it as well. I thought, really? It's a Sonic yeah. Nash arcade game? I'm quite tempted if I ever find it, I will give it a go. It's, it, oh, it's, it looks very challenging, and I do like a challenge. No, good. At least, at least you never know, know what to expect. Yes, now I know. It's like I'll, I'll probably have to stay like five minutes, just like waiting for like the third attempt to hit Eggman because <laughs> the targets go super quick. So it's like just wait five minutes until the perfect moment to press the button. <laughs> um. So yeah, as I say, Sonic Dash, huge success, fantastic game, and loads of people absolutely love it. Um. The, the one thing I would like to ask, if, if you're allowed to um, uh, answer this question, is there any plans for making other uh, titles from other Sega franchises uh, for smartphone and tablets um, in the near future? Have you got any plans coming up, or are you just mainly focusing on Dash? Uh, well, we are mainly focusing on Dash, um, but you know, I, w- I will say we are work- obviously working on other games in the studio, some of which might use some Sega IP you know of. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know, I know uh, we got Crazy Taxi. That's yeah. out. Good old Crazy Taxi. Uh, how, how's that going anyway? By um, with the game with oh. Crazy Taxi, is it going well as well? Oh yeah, Crazy Taxi is going well as uh, as well. I mean, the thing is with Sonic Dash that helps it. I think is it's Sonic the Hedgehog, and you know everyone knows who Sonic is. And mm. um, yeah, I mean Crazy Taxi is doing well well as um, for us as well. Um, and obviously that's got a hell of a lot more content in it as well. Mm. Uh, so that's uh, that's another game that I definitely need to download as well at some point. Um, so as I say, so maybe sometime in the future there might be some uh, new Sega franchises coming, maybe onto their own iOS title. Ho- hopefully in the very near future. Awesome stuff. So yeah, they'd definitely be looking forward to that. And uh, my final question to you, James, um, is. What, what would you say to people because you say you, you got your foot in the door you know getting into the video games industry like you know say back, back in 1999 uh, so what, what what would you say to people who want to have a career in the in the video games industry um, well it, it does seem to be easier now I think and there's definitely a lot more companies about it but at the same time there's a lot more people you know you know, applying for jobs and doing the courses at university. So you really have to do something that's going to make you stand out. And I think a lot of that, that comes from doing things in your spare time. Um, so choose, choose a discipline, I guess, and then just dedicate yourself to it. Just train yourself up. Do a course if you have to. And, you know, ultimately, it's, it's you know very easy to release games nowadays. So if you can get together with a few friends, if you've got a programmer, an artist... You know, you, you can make your own games and get noticed that way. Mm. So the, the gaming industry is now huge this time. So as I say, anyone can make like a, an indie game to get like the, the foot in the door now. But I'm guessing, like, yeah. say, back, back in the day, where it wasn't uh, so much as that, um, was it, back in the 90s? Well, it, yeah, it was, you know, not as often, you know, you, you, I'm sure there were some people that managed it, of course, but, yeah, it's... It wasn't as easy to release games back then. I mean, now 
you know, you can get onto Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo fairly easy. Whereas 10 plus years ago, you had to go through so many interviews and you, know, you had to have your own business and all this. Whereas, you know, there are a bit more laps on those kind of things. Yeah. So, no, that's that's good. So, um, yeah, that's uh, all the questions I've got for you, uh, for you, James. So, so f- thank you so much for, for coming on and... Uh, Answering them for me, but it's not over yet because we we have a little uh, a little challenge for James. We, we, it's, uh, if, if, when when uh, a guest comes on to the Sega Lounge, uh, they may think that it's it's all easy walk in the park, answer a few questions, and then be done with it. But on the Sega Lounge, that's uh, completely uh, not true, as uh, we always do a challenge or the Sega Lounge challenge. Uh, as we like to call it. We'll be doing that uh, after the next uh, music break that we have, and we're going to be playing for you uh, a track from Golden Axe and a track from House of the Dead 2. So um, why did you pick these two uh, games and the specific songs that we're going to be playing as well, James? Um, So Golden Axe, so I think the track you're going to be playing is the the one from the first level. Um, It's just something I, I loved playing back in the day. Um, I was always a big fan of any kind of scrolling beat-em-ups, uh, anything that I could sort of play with my friends cooperatively. Um, yeah, and I just remember that song so well. Um, and House of the Dead, I absolutely loved House of the Dead 2 on the Dreamcast, and yeah, that, that music in particular just stood out for me. Um, so yeah, it's definitely one of my favourite tracks. Mm, yeah, I have to agree with you with House of the Dead 2, because I never had it on the Dreamcast, but I remember playing it, like, fondly playing it on the arcade. Yeah, I was. I think that was like my first shoot 'em up game I played. Actually, House of the Dead too. So, but very fond memories indeed. Such a good game. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be playing for you guys. We're going to be playing from Golden Axe Wilderness, and then House of the Dead two. We're going to be playing the Magician's Theme. Very good track. Very good track indeed. So, um, enjoy these tracks, guys, and we'll be back uh, with James from Hardlight as he uh, prepares himself for the Sega Lounge. So, keep listening in because you're tuning in to the Sega Lounge on radios.
every week a different guest, Sega Music, news and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. Welcome back everyone to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. So what we just had on right there for you. Um, we had from Golden Axe, that was Wilderness, and then from House of the Dead 2 was the Magician's Theme, yes. So it's that time again on, on every Sega Lounge where we uh, we terrify our host, uh, our, guest, our guest, I should say, sorry. <laughs> terrify our guest or, you know, challenge our guest uh, to... Um, to a game, a, a, a mind game, a Sega mind game. Uh, so, James, I hope you're ready because this is uh, the Sega Lounge Challenge. Now, you know our guests. They're amazing. They're stars. But are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, welcome to your, to your doom. doom. I mean, welcome 
to the Sega Lounge Challenge. So yes, as I say, this is the Sega Lounge Challenge right here. So um, what we're going to be doing for you, James, is I've got 15 Sega items here. Uh, Sega, which are Sega characters, uh, Sega, con uh, Sega consoles, and Sega games. What you've got to do is pick a number between 1 to 15, and I give you a few clues as to what that Sega item is. And then all you got to do is um, give us an answer uh, to say what that Sega item is, pretty much. So, oh, sounds. I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> That's good. That's if, good. I, if I fail, does it mean I get fired? Well, uh, you got to ask Frank for that. <laughs> um, but no, I'd say um, yeah. So I was just say if 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 you uh, don't get if you lose, as say you probably won't get fired, which is uh, which is all well. But if you do um, win, then you get the Sega Lounge Challenge seal of approval. Ooh, okay. Which is very, like very good. Very, very good. Um, so, yeah, so without further ado, uh, let's begin. So, um, James, uh, pick a number between uh, 1 to 15. 3. Number 3. Okay, so it's a Sega console. Uh, it was used for educational purposes, for, uh, for kids. Oh. What's the name of the console? Pico. You say the Pico? Yeah. That's correct. That's one down, one down. Uh, so, I say we'll probably might. Uh, <laughs> dude, did you have, have to have a long think about that? I could, I could visualise it, yeah, but coming up the name. <laughs> well, you got it. So that's the main thing. Um, We'll see if we can get through all 15. If not, we'll try and uh, get as many in as we can. So, uh, pick another uh, number, James. Seven. Number seven. Okay, so this is another Sega console. And it was used to play uh, Sega Mega Drive games on the go. Oh. Is it the Nomad? You said the Nomad? Yeah. That's correct. So you, you're on fire. This is a good start. <laughs> so far, yeah. So far, so good. Um, right, another another number, please, uh, James. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Right, this is a Sega game. Now you'll probably will get this one uh, easily with the uh, the clue that I'm going to give you. It's uh, set uh, in a very popular U.S. race uh, driving uh, championship, the NASCAR. NASCAR racing. And Daytona. Daytona USA, yep, spot on. Yeah. So that's three done. Twelve to go. So um yes, another number please, James. Uh one. Number one. Okay. Another one you might get. Uh Sega character. Sonic's rival. And debuted on uh, a game for the Dreamcast. Was it Shadow? Shadow the Hedgehog? Yes, Sonic Adventure 2. Yep, that's correct. So, are, are you starting to sweat now, James? <laughs> okay, so uh, another number, please, James. Uh, two. Number two. Right, Sega character. 
Again, uh, game was released on the Dreamcast. Uh, he is a DJ who spins the beats. I'm going to guess it's someone from Jet Set Radio, but I'm not sure. Uh, but maybe. <laughs> what what character have you got? I don't, I don't know any of the characters from Jet Set Radio. No? So you, you, you're going to have to pass on that one? Going to have to pass, yeah. Okay, well, the, the, the answer that you were looking for was Professor K. Ah. He, he is the DJ, Professor K. Um, so, got four right one wrong but we're, we're still making good progress that's the main thing uh, another number please uh, five number five Sega game um, how it's a uh, house of the dead game but it is set in um, more into the future of the series so if you look at the storyline of the games it's the one that's set further in the future House of the Dead 4? Say House of the Dead 4. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, incorrect. It's uh, House of the Dead 3. Ah. Yeah. It's uh, weird. The story storyline oh. was House House of the Dead, House of the Dead 2, and then it went to House of the Dead 4, and then House of the Dead 3. So I know my House of the Dead is just by what weapon you have. House <laughs> of the Dead shotgun one. Yeah, House of the Dead 3 is the shotgun one. Set a little bit further into the future. That's a hard question. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it. Some, some of them are tricky. <laughs> uh, right. Another number, please. Uh, eight. But eight. Uh, Sega character. Set. Uh, this character is in the Super Monkey Ball series. He debuted in Super Monkey Ball Two, and he's an evil scientist. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I love the first one. The second one, though, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, do you want to take I a was, guess? No, I always used to pick Baby or I. I. Is it Gong Gong in the first one? I can't. Yeah, I don't know. No, you, you want to pass it? Yeah, I'll pass. The the answer you were looking for was Doctor Bad Boon. Doctor Bad Boon, who debuted on Super Monkey Ball Two. Uh, so we got seven we've gone through so should have enough time to get the, the rest done so uh, another number please James uh, number four number four Sega character debuted on the Nintendo Gamecube and was also made by a Sonic Team but it wasn't a Sonic game Billy Hatcher say Billy Hatcher yeah that, that is correct there you go. Yeah. See, you get 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 in there. Get in there. Uh, right, another number. Uh, six. Six. Sega game. Uh, in this game, you are a man, and you can transform into any type of creature. Ultimate beast. Is correct. There we go. So the the remaining numbers we have left are nine, ten. 12, 13, 14, and 15. Uh, let's, let's do them in order. Nine. Number nine. Doing them in order? Okay. So this is a, it's a Sega console. 
released in the late 90s and it was a, a revolutionary console the late 90s Dreamcast of course there you go, go. had to definitely get that so yeah. that correct well done um, so we're going for number 10 next yeah let's do it okay Sega game released on the Game Boy Advance and it features Sonic characters doing uh, fighting I don't know. Don't know? No. Okay, the, the correct answer you're looking for was Sonic Battle. Yeah, Sonic I definitely Battle. didn't. <laughs> it, it, it was a good game. I, I enjoyed it growing up. Um, so we're going on to number 12 next. Yeah. Uh, so that is a Sega console. Uh, it is a... It's the other handheld uh console that Sega made. Game Gear? Game Gear is correct. Well done. Uh, right, for number 13, oh. Sega Sega game. Uh, it's a driving game and you're driving against the clock and you also have a uh, pretty lady with you as well whilst driving. Oh. Got it in one, well done. This, I bet it's where, when I said uh, quite with the pretty lady, I bet that was you, you, you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Not too many interesting games have a pretty lady next to you. <laughs> uh, okay, question 14. Uh, Sega characters, they are brothers, and uh, they what, what the title of the game is, they uh, go into uh, buildings to steal stuff, and then they ride off in a blimp. Uh, I don't know. Don't know? No. The correct answer is the Bonanza Bros. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> the classic brothers on the set, on the, from Sega. Uh, and so we, we've got the last one now. Question 15. Uh, this is a Sega character as well. Uh, she is a female character. Um, was r- originally released on the... PS3 and 360, and then her, the second game was released on the Wii U. And it's it's a very crazy type game. Bayonetta. You say Bayonetta? And you got it right. Well done on that. So that that is all that is all the um all the items that we've had. So I'll just tally up the score. Ooh. Okay, so I've uh, tallied it all up, and James, out of, fif- out of 15, you got 10 correct. It's not bad. Six, not six, six, seven. Yeah, that they get so con- congrats. That that's really good. That's very good. Well, I am happy about that. <laughs> Brilliant. That could, could say congratulations. You have officially got the Sega Lounge Challenge seal of approval. Woo! Yeah, thank you. So you can uh, you can celebrate after this interview, but by uh, having some cake or something. Probably go go to the store and buy some cake to celebrate. Frank was going to buy me a cake, 
<laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, and on that note, that is that's the um, the end of the Sega Lounge. Um, so once again, I like to say, James, thank you from Hardwire. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Uh, to be interviewed on Sega Lounge. Uh, it's been an absolute blast. I hope you've uh, enjoyed your time here. Oh, no, it's been wicked, Joe. Thank you so much for having me on. No problem, no problem. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the Sega Challenge as well. I hope it wasn't too too difficult for you. Oh, no, it's great. It's great. Awesome stuff, awesome stuff. So we're going to end on the show with... Uh, I, th- I think it's a perfect, perfect... Uh, uh, song to end on another song that James picked, which was from Daytona USA. Let's go away. So just quickly, um, James, uh, want to give a little reason as to why you picked uh, Daytona USA? Uh, well, I'll try and be quick. Um, there was a Sega World arcade near where I used to live, um, and obviously, if you've ever been to any arcade in the late '90s or you know early 2000s, you're pretty sure to have hear, heard this music blasting out. Oh, totally, totally. It's it's an iconic game and a fantastic, fantastic soundtrack as well. So, on that note, yeah, we're going to play you Daytona USA. Let's go away. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the Sega Lounge. James, once again, thank you for coming on. And uh, until the next time, guys, uh, enjoy the rest of the Radio Sega Week with listening to all the other awesome live shows. And until next week, speak to you all very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.
for listening to The Sega Lounge. The show will be available in podcast form shortly. Download it from RadioSega.net, the iTunes Store, or stream it on Stitcher. Join us again next week for another episode of The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.